Okay, so are we about ready? Yes. I think I'm ready. If Sean were here, I would wait for him to start, and then I would say, Blood alone moves the wheels of history. (laughs) (laughs) Please save that. I want to hear, I want to see him deal with that in real time. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned, my friend. Yeah. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly Free business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office, by fans of The Office. I'm your host and heart surgeon number one, Edwin Janes. And with me as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Why you make trees into bushes? <laughs> you don't make paper from bushes. He did. <laughs> As uh, as you may have as you may have seen, the topic of this week's episode will be Hide, uh, as long with some listener voicemails that we'll get to later in the episode. But yeah. as you also may have noticed, uh, our dear friend and co-host Sean Roney is not with us today. And while Sean, well, first of all, you may be wondering where he is, and uh, I think he's on a sales call. Well, more paper. <laughs> no, no, he's just on a he's on a coffee break. Uh, but no, Sean's not with us this week, and. While Sean is away, Alex and I can play. So we all know that Sean is a sports fan, so this gives us the perfect opportunity to talk about basketball, specifically the NBA playoffs, and we have a drop uh, for such an occasion prepared. Hey, we got sports games again. Yes. That we do, Andy. (laughs) That That we we do. do. Uh, For those of you tuning into your first episode of us, this is not how it goes (laughs) usually. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, you know, you don't care about sports, skip ahead a little bit, but yeah, uh, we do have people who want to hear our basketball takes. I mean, Edwin and I came from our first thing we ever did together was, uh, a basketball podcast. That's true. About the Blazers. No, no, no. First thing we did together was, uh, I was a CIT at Camp Howard and you were at Camp <laughs> That's true. That was, yeah. First time yeah. we collabed. Uh-huh. That's long right. Long ago. That's right. Uh, camp life. But Yes. Our DNA is a basketball podcast, so yeah, as we record this, it is Saturday, so there probably will have been a few more games before this comes out mm-hmm. next week. So who knows what will have happened, but I think, where does it stand right now? I mean, uh, Boston and Miami are split one and one. Uh, Golden State had the big comeback last night, so now they're up 2-0. Two, two um, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, knowing that there will be more games in, the, in between, who do you who do you like to, uh, in, uh, to win the championship, or who do you want to win the championship, and then any other thoughts on these playoffs? The Celtics were a great team. <laughs> I that's my answer. I kind of I kind of want Boston to win now. Uh, I was I was really rooting for Phoenix. I love Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I want I really wanted him to win a ring. Seemed like a good chance, but that's a whole dumpster fire. What happened in that last game meltdown? Um, yeah. So I'm uh, currently yeah. I just don't know the way the Celtics turn the season around. Uh, I really enjoy watching them. Uh, I kind of want them to win. I mean, they knocked off the champs, so they get to they get to win it now. That's who I'm rooting for. Left. Uh, I would like to see a, a Golden State Boston Finals. Would be pretty fun to watch. That would be really fun. Although I will say, I'm uh, I'm pulling for Miami at this point. I'm a big Eric Spolster fan. He is a fellow Filipino. He went to our high school, and he also yes, he played did. basketball at University of Portland, which is uh, my dad's alma mater. So. Uh, uh, pulling for the heat. Also, really love Jimmy Butler. Uh, hope that they can they can pull through. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Thank you for uh, indulging us in this NBA chat uh, before we get to our actual office podcast. But the Blazers seventh pick in the draft. What do you think? Uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do. It's going to be a big off season, uh, to say the least. So yeah, um, I know, man. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Dame being at the lottery might bring us a little extra luck, but. Uh, but uh, but yeah, was oh, I was that chalk? Were we supposed to be around that? I don't know exactly where we were supposed to be picking based on our finish. Uh, it was something like that, but I think they're disappointed they weren't a little higher. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, all right. Well, thank you for this edition of Hey, we got sports games again. <laughs> Billy put a quarter in the jukebox. We got sports <laughs> games again. 
I had forgotten that that happens because the hockey puck he hits hits a satellite. <laughs> exactly. In threat level midnight. Yeah, in threat level midnight. Anyway. Before we jump into uh, our discussion on Hide, wanted to give a quick shout out and plug to our uh, Patreon, our Scott's Tots uh, on Patreon. What a, what a beautiful bunch of people are, are in the Scott's Tots. Uh, the Patreon group, you can, you can join too, patreon.com slash Michael Scott, five bucks a month. Get yourself all of our extra bonus mailbag episodes where the three of us hang out, answer all your questions. Uh, we have bonus draft episodes. Uh, we've got our, our uh, I don't know what to call it, the Dead Sea Scrolls of our, of our unreleased, show. Unreleased uh, test episodes that were never <laughs> released on the main feed. Unreleased test episodes from way back in the day. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff. You can and vote on upcoming episodes and you get ad-free episodes of all of our uh, st- main feed stuff. And well. of course, season two of our Ted Lasso Biscuits with the Boss podcast miniseries. That's right. Get it all there at patreon.com slash Michael Scott. All right. That's business out of the way. Edwin, what are we doing today? Today, we are going to be talking about Hide. Hidetoshi Hasegawa, played by Hidetoshi Imura. Uh, he appears actually kind of throughout the office seasons, um, but yeah, start, starting in season three is yes. when we first see him. We really get introduced to Hide in season six, but he does appear kind of throughout the office in at different moments and times. Uh, but the most memorable sort of introductory moment for Hide is in the happy hour episode where he introduces himself and gives a full uh, breakdown of his life story. As Daryl sets up, that guy has an amazing life story. Yeah, I mean, Hide. Uh, obviously, he does, yeah, he doesn't have a ton of lines. He definitely, towards the end of the show, starts. we start to kind of hear from him more. But he, we've seen him in the background, season three, four, five. Uh, he's in the background in Pam and Kelly's ping pong match. Uh, he's sitting in Michael's roast. So he's just sort of, he's very much in the fabric of the show for a while, um, as as a lot of the kind of background uh, warehouse workers are. But he starts to, you know, gets his first speaking role season six when we hear his life story finally. And then it sort of plays out like we just get little, little tiny little breadcrumbs of like who Hide is and kind of his story. And there's something I noticed reviewing for this episode that I hadn't before about him and kind of his whole arc. Um, we've done these episodes about very minor characters. We did one on Nate. Uh, I feel like that this one Hide. We did one other one. I'm forgetting Charles, oh, um, Charles Minor, like Charles Minor characters. No, uh, Billy Merchant was the other <laughs> tiny character. We've what done. about uh, Leo and Gino? Leo and Gino, yeah, we've got all these <laughs> little little characters are just kind of fun to talk about. Uh, and Hide is no exception, and Hide, Hide stands out in the show to me um, for, for many reasons. But yeah, where do you want to start with him? Yeah, I think we can just talk about... Hide is a, a character that joins the ensemble uh, I, relatively late in the show, even though he does appear throughout uh, seasons three, four, five in various moments and times. I When, uh, when this episode drops, we'll put out a social of uh, Hidden Hide, just little uh, images Mm -hmm. from or screenshots from where he appears uh, throughout the show. But he is a really great addition to the ensemble. I'm always happy to see him whenever he appears in a scene or has a line to deliver. Um, And he just adds uh, an extra extra flavor to the ensemble in the uh, the last, I guess, what, three or four seasons of the show. Um, I didn't do many reading or like looking into the the actor or like mm-hmm. what's his background. Did you get a chance to do any of that? There isn't a ton on his actual background, so uh, it it sounds mm-hmm. like he um, came to the United States from Japan at age thirty five. Spoke very limited English uh, when he joined the warehouse cast uh, in season three. He was the only non native English speaker at the audition. He has a number of credits on IMDb. Um, ah, okay. Not a ton of things that I particularly recognize, but he has been acting um, for quite a while. And I think something of note, uh, as far as a more current thing, was he had, uh, you know, he had a medical issue last year and uh, did a crowdfunding thing for that um, for his surgery. But uh, it seems like he's doing really well. He's going to be appearing at something called Dundercon. Uh, oh, so with I think some other office cast members. So maybe you can check him out there. Uh, I, uh, we got we probably got to be at that right. Mm-hmm. I think I, it's we didn't in, get an invite. I think we? it. I uh, know. I think it's on the East Coast. Um, oh maybe next year. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, well, I. I mean, we could go through some some Hide moments. Um, but I, I think I think going with. Let, let me just run this take by you, Edwin, and mm-hmm. and uh, see what you think. Is Hide the most professionally impressive and accomplished person that we ever meet during the entire office? including David Wallace, including all the executives. If you actually think about his background, uh, if he's 
if he's the number one heart surgeon in Japan, I mean, that is a very big deal. That's a very <laughs> extremely successful, high achieving person. And it's so funny that that is someone who would just be working in this warehouse in Scranton uh, for reasons of probably not ever wanting to be found or seen by anyone. Um, that's probably a pretty good job in a good area of the country where you're going to be safe. But uh, I, you, you can make that argument, no? Yeah, it's very, uh, very funny, and I think very. Uh, there's a lot of truth in that. I think the only other person that might compare from the medical background might be Vikram. Uh, oh, sure, <laughs> Vikram Gandhi, <laughs> a similarly sized role. Um, however, we also know from Hide that he was an electronic salesman at the Sanyo store for, I believe, eight years. He was also um, he has a business degree from Tokyo University. And uh, he was the owner of a uh, unnamed energy drink company. So that's right. <laughs> another business venture. Or Asian homosexuals. Granted, a failed business venture. Um, but that's a great take that he's one of the most qualified, if not the most qualified uh, and well-rounded um, yeah. business professionals in the entire office. Most educated person we meet in the mm. show. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very funny. Compare that to uh, Daryl <laughs> asking Michael where he went to college. He said, yeah. all right, let's go. go. College Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Uh, uh, yeah. We, we, I mean, the bulk of uh, the, the large percentage of everything we know about Hide comes from, uh, I believe, a tag that we drafted. Someone drafted, must have drafted first in our tag draft. Mm -hmm. um, when Daryl sort of introduces Hide to, to the camera, to the crew, and he tells a story. And again, we've heard little bits of like, man, you got to hear this guy's story. And finally, we hear it here, uh, which is that uh, he was a surgeon in Japan. Uh, steady hand number one he's and he was performing surgery on a yakuza mob boss mob boss died Hide flees to america to start a new life uh and credits daryl for saving his life somehow he met daryl um and then we find out oh yes of course he killed the yakuza boss on purpose because he's a very good surgeon and he knows the how best the best uh and he he can save lives but that means he can take lives and um we can assume that is why he would want this totally under the radar kind of very invisible job uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania as a place to hide from the prying eyes of the Yakuza that are surely still searching for him and uh, wanting to find him. Very, uh, very low profile job uh, for Hide. Um, and yeah, they set him up really well in that happy hour episode. I think, I think it was smart to bring him in there because it's a scenario where everyone is kind of meeting and intera interacting. Oscar kind of constructs it so that he can uh, yes. spend time with Matt. Um, and then Hide is also sitting with Oscar and he says, my brother, good head, bad heart, good head, bad heart. Yes. Uh, I, I, I got that one too here. <laughs> my brother, good head, bad heart. <laughs> and uh, it's funny. Like you see that and then you hear Daryl, you know, uh, ask Oscar, did you talk to Hide? His life story is amazing. And uh, Oscar says, I couldn't understand a word he was saying, or I couldn't understand him. Mm -hmm. And I, I do like that th there's kind of a, a thing where they like they put the subtitles over his speech at the end, um, mm -hmm. and they do it at another point as well. But I think uh, it's very well acted. Uh, yes. Like the way that he delivers the, the monologue at the end with Daryl kind of standing by his shoulder. I also appreciate that for the rest of the show, the joke isn't that they can't understand him. Um, you know, he just yeah. adds, he adds uh, humor in other different ways. Yeah. And that going back to that line about <clears throat> my brother, good head, bad heart like that, like reviewing this back again, when I heard that it sort of connected another dot in his story, because it, it just gives you I think it gives us a little more context of like, I think we could safely assume his brother is in the Yakuza. And that's mm. why he was the surgeon that they got to save this mob boss. If, if his brother's like really smart guy, bad heart. And he's like. Because you wonder, like, how did he end up as the Yakuza's heart surgeon? And I got to figure his brother's involved somehow, based on that line. I know that uh, in maybe some of our other episodes, I've kind of only wanted to focus on only what we see on screen and not wanted to engage in too much theoretical outside sure. the office of stuff. I know. But yeah. <laughs> I would love. I will. You're I will, a fundamentalist. I yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah. More like a no fundamentalist. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, one thing that I would have loved to see is like some sort of spinoff or miniseries about how Hide got from Japan to Pennsylvania specifically. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe he just that was why. Why did he choose? To relocate there, of all places, coming from Japan, crossing presumably he would have landed at the west on the west coast first. Yeah, that's the thing. Is he unless he flew the other way, but which is mm -hmm. insane. But yeah, mostly I, he would have landed west coast and gotten over there. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I mean, yeah, you could probably make a kind of beautiful, um, I don't know, very, very procedural, almost silent film of like just Hide moving from Japan to Scranton mm -hmm. and just him hitchhiking across the States or whatever. Because you could imagine like he came to the West Coast. Uh, I'd say that there is a, obviously a much higher concentration of Japanese population along the West Coast of the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I think any any sort of ties to Yakuza or he just did not want to be seen by anyone from Japan. And so he just immediately started to move inland and ended up. And I haven't looked at the demographics of, of that area of the Midwest, but I can imagine there's probably not a lot of uh, Japanese people living there. Even if it wasn't like even you could even do this as like a very uh, short animation, but you could play the audio yeah. of few days in Japan. Heart search number one, steady head and play like an animation of, of Hide in Japan. Yes. The surgery going wrong and then him traveling to the United States uh, yes. and then I'm making thinking, like the beginning of, of uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> like you could do yeah. like do that, but just with Hide and mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Hide is running up a hill towards a tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very touching. Yeah. 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 He's and then money Daryl's in a jar. The, and like yeah. Daryl's animated Daryl's at the end of it too. <laughs> <laughs> like how did they meet? I yeah. gotta know how, how they met. How did they meet? Exactly. Exactly. How did he, how did he meet? How did he meet Daryl? How did uh, Daryl saved life? Mm -hmm. um, it's also funny thinking that Daryl, hired Hide and found something, saw something in Hide. But in the Lotto episode, in mm -hmm. which Hide also appears as one of the warehouse workers just running through the bullpen, mm -hmm. uh, Daryl struggles to hire this new warehouse staff. I mean, granted, he's he's feeling incredibly low because he wasn't playing the lottery and he didn't get the manager job. But it's funny that he just it all just kind of goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I... I could, I mean, you could also make a a narrative movie about this whole story, but do it and do it not like funny, like play it, like get get Christopher Nolan to make some like gritty dark movie of like he days, it's like a cat and mouse type, like a thriller where he days moving from West Coast across the United States and he's being trailed by a yakuza assassin or like someone who's trail trying to find him. Oh, and like that's how he ends up in Scranton. Is he's just like. He's literally hitchhiking, just trying to like stay ahead of this guy, uh, like almost like Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men. But it's Hide and this assassin. And I have the perfect climax scene for you. Yes. He makes it all the way to Scranton, and then we all find a scene that we can all find relatable. The Yakuza are at the Lackawanna County Trolley Museum, <laughs> and Dwight is there. <laughs> Little cameo, <laughs> yeah. Rain Wilson you cameo. Can you can never go wrong with a throat punch, and nope. and 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 Dwight is there uh, to fend off the yakuza, and uh, Hide escapes and finds his new life. <laughs> yeah, but initially Dwight was trying to deport Hide as he did, like to <laughs> set little traps, <laughs> like, like we learn when he picks up Nate. Oh, we don't yeah. go with that man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, speaking of Dwight and he man that's such a that's such a funny idea now I can't get that out of my head I know but, um, I, I, now I want to see this movie yeah <laughs> uh, this year in martial arts and uh, <laughs> Dwight obviously brings in Hide uh, as a replacement for Kelly during the gonna flip you the episode is i have it in front of me i think it's free family portrait studio in season eight but yep. uh there's the print and all colors initiative from saber and daryl yes. is going to be joining first and then dwight taps kelly to do it and then kelly will be even worse than daryl if you had told me that i was going to be creating a creature i'm gonna mess up the quote capable, <laughs> capable of my own, of my destruction. own destruction yeah, yeah. but if i were referring to the bull mose and i are trying to reanimate but no, then he brings in Hide and he offers to translate. And I just love the the interaction they have there. Because um, mm -hmm. Hide says, well, I don't need translating. You don't know what you, you need. You don't know what you need. Sit down. Mm -hmm. And I love and we that... get the second take of, of this story. <laughs> well, and Gabe says, all right, Hide, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? In Japan, heart surgeon, number one. In Japan, heart surgeon, number one. Steady hand. It's just, he does it kind of the same, but slightly different from when he does it with Daryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that he's. I like that he almost has this like pamphlet handout of his story that he's ready to tell people mm -hmm. in Japan. <laughs> Number one. It's very concise. 
It is. It really, it's well it really, yeah, it really gets the story across. Um, and I think a, how many other people would add so many extra details you don't need, but he just starts, here's what you need to know. Here's how I got here. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Then, you know, uh, we get the... Uh, <laughs> We have the it, it, also in season eight. We have the failed energy drink that Hide invests in. Penis. <laughs> One thing that I appreciate about Hide is even when he's delivering that, he gives the thumbs up to Daryl. <laughs> it seems like the only investment. <laughs> it seems like the only. I'm gonna uh... play that whenever Sean talks about buying something ever again <laughs> on this show. I'm gonna hit him with that. But investment. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the only person who bought the energy drink was Robert California. Loved it. Yeah. And I love the subtlety because he's because he asks. So initially, Daryl asks what flavor. Coconut penis. And then Daryl says the coconut's very subtle. But then when we hear Robert talking about how much he's how much he missed the original flavor that he doesn't care for them adding the coconut, which is a really funny. Detail. Why did they add coconut? I miss yeah. original. Yeah. What a freak. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Robert California probably had the money to save that. I'm sure. That's what I was just thinking. Why didn't he prop up the? Uh, yeah, he could have company. invested, but good thing he didn't, I guess. Um, and then it might have been a flip where he instead of Joe Bennett. He convinces Hide that he should be CEO yeah. of this energy drink company. I know. Yeah. What a great, what a thing to do with your your uh, lottery winnings. I mean, you know, props to props to Hide for taking the risk and going for it. But whew, mm -hmm. tough, tough, tough. Do you Again, play... I, you know, it's like you want to stay under the limelight. If you feel like if Hide got that chunk of change, he would he would even further uh, hide his past and and figure out a way to move further from the yakuza. But who? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm only assuming there's there's a, a hitman coming from the Yakuza for him. That could maybe he did it. Maybe he got away. He did it. Who knows? Well, they hired Trevor. <laughs> oh right, Chris Gethard. To, That's right. Uh, yeah. You for he day. Yeah. Yeah. Sandwich <laughs> delivery for yeah. He Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah, he's right there. Uh. What else? I mean, there's so much, there's so little to say. Well, I mean, as the only other kind of real appearances we get from Hide are uh, in season nine when he's critiquing Pam's <laughs> he's critiquing Pam's painting while she's Why painting. Why do you make trees into bushes? <laughs> you paint now. <laughs> that, that, that's a great. That's a great Pam, it's 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 you great now. Pam is. Standing in front of this mural, and she's having a moment. And she and she's talking about if uh, if she's almost if just I, stalling. Yeah, on, like, if starting I, the project, if I make a mistake, then I can make it into a shrub. But I think less paintings that have a lot of shrubs, so I'm trying to limit myself to one shrub. And you think too, like Pam has struggled with with her art in so many different areas and so many different eras of the show with art school and the yeah. The, her exhibit that almost no one in the office comes to. And so she's got this big canvas in front of her and she's about to. All the obstacles are gone for her. It's like, <laughs> finally, here you go. Yeah. And then there's one person looking over her shoulder <laughs> and it's he day. Yeah. You she... don't make paper from bushes. He day. He shows up again later. He's, it's so funny. He's well, and, and he's just standing there, arms crossed, like he's not doing anything. Yeah, and she, he even talks about how much he'll wait. He's yeah, like, "Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the worst audience ever. Uh, but on. then later, she she says, "Hide, they're giving out jobs upstairs if you want one." And uh, yeah. he he goes up, and during the junior salesman episode in season nine, he pitches himself to Dwight in such a calm and qualified way. Eight years yeah. sales experience. I was a doctor. I have a business degree. <laughs> Tokyo University. And Dwight just simply says, I don't think this is going to work. And that's Thank it. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm also thinking, I'm also realizing now, I'm pretty sure that this is Hide, but there's, I think it's in Goodbye Michael, maybe? Gosh, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. But I think where Michael says I could, like, he says that Daryl let me use the baler and he puts a bunch of bubble wrap in there. And as it's closing on the bubble wrap, two warehouse guys rush over to try to stop it and fix it. I'm pretty sure one is he day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a lot of times that we see him in the background. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, he's he's just a, he's uh, 
there's so many characters like this on the show that are they just add their own little flavor and color to the show and it's just I just like that the, how many there are and and Hide's um such a fantastic little little kind of bite-sized uh appetizer in the office for for a character who's just yeah like you said you're always excited when he shows up yeah he's unique in that way I think also too he has the the cadence of his voice is very funny just mm-hmm. the way that he delivers his lines not 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 the not the accent but the like I mean you could play one of those drops again but just like the way that he articulates the words is, has a as a as a funny my brother good head but <laughs> just very it's the delivery is very funny yeah yeah. You paint now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my yeah. favorite because the shape of that. <laughs> yeah, is. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just very well delivered. Yeah, it's very. That's funny. the second one when he's like, mm-hmm. "Are you are you painting?" And he's like, "Yep, just just about to start." And he's like, "Okay, so you so you're painting now." <laughs> he even okay. says, "You paint bad." One point two Pam. <laughs> you paint very bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, incredible stuff. Yeah, good job, Hide. Uh, all right. Anything else on Hide you want to say? Should we move on to some voicemails? Uh, we can move on. One of my favorite uh, ensemble characters, to say the least. All right. Well, hey, before we get to those voicemails, let's take a quick break. Please leave a message for Andy Bernard. That, of course, is the drop to signal that we are going to listen to some voicemails y'all y'all been great at sending them in we got a bunch we might do a part one and uh do a part two a couple weeks down the line so if you're on the fence about sending in a voicemail please do um again tips for getting voicemails on the show keep it under 90 seconds keep it under a minute and a half um because of the volume of voicemails we get uh i sort of if it's over a minute and a half i i I, we don't really even have the time to listen or track it so um that's the number one thing keep it brief Brevity is the soul of wit, right, Edwin? Mm-hmm. And, and That's right. Hide would agree. And Hide would agree. Yeah, Hide's voicemail would be like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So be like Hide. Uh, anyway, um, let's get into these here. We're going to start uh, all the, going all the way back to one we got from April 2nd from Alex. Hi, guys. This is Alex from Los Angeles. I just finished listening to your Bob Vance episode, which was really great. There was one thing that you guys forgot to cover, and I was waiting the whole time to see if you would get to it. But in the Cafe Disco episode, there was a B-plot where Bob Vance might have been cheating on Phyllis with his receptionist until, of course, Phyllis laughs it off and says that it's silly to say out loud. But it was just something that happened, and and, uh, I was curious what you guys think in terms of that scenario was Phyllis just being totally insecure or do you think that she might have had a reason to be a little worried I love your show thanks so much Bye. thank you Alex thank so you we I think we touched on this before but I remember when we did our Bob Vance episode we got a lot of feedback right after it's like hey you guys talked about how great of a guy Bob is but you never brought this up mm. so I figured we should in the show of like yeah you know uh Bob Vance isn't all isn't all thousand dollars and free refrigerators, you know. Maybe there's a little uh, dark side to Bob. What do you think? Yeah, I, it's definitely set up. the The woman is supposed to kind of res- resemble Phyllis, like she has glasses, and I think um, yeah. the I think her name is Jessica, I believe. Like a younger, basically like a younger Phyllis, mm-hmm. and Phyllis um, is super self conscious or um, not self conscious, um, suspicious, a little suspicious. Yeah, sure. yeah, um, a little stitious. Sure. And I could see this Phyllis being like, you know, Bob's such a ladies' man. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I could see her thinking that. But we also know about her propensity to um, uh, set up confrontations for Bob to take care of, so that she she can she could start fights that Bob finishes. Uh, maybe maybe this is just a little another thing where they. I could also see this doing being a little role play between the two of them of like. Uh, where they just have a fake argument about this just to set up having some sex, some makeup sex or something. <laughs> I, I could I could see them doing it. Who knows with the uh, the Vance Loppins, you know, they're, they're up to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm also glad that they didn't make it an extended thing. I think it's just kind of a funny yeah. backdoor or background sort of story um, that Phyllis is, is worried about, but then nothing ever becomes of it. She just kind of laughs it off. They yeah. never bring it up again. Um, yeah. It makes me wonder about what Phyllis's opinion is of the rest of Vance Refrigeration. I mean, in um, in the Ultimatum episode in season seven, 
Pam puts up the uh, the resolution wheel because she meets Sue, the office administrator of advanced refrigeration, and Phyllis says, I know Sue. She's not that great. You know her husband's in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is... I think it's more... I think it's less like Bob's actually doing this, and it's more like, here's a fun other layer to Phyllis, because like, that's such a fun part of Phyllis's character over the course of the show is... We just start to see these little things that she thinks and does. It's just like, wow, you know, uh, although the although the surface of the waters appear calm below, there's a frenzy of activity <laughs> is kind of how I feel about Phyllis. Um, and that, you know, maybe she just she's which is like, oh, wow, she really, uh, you know, thinks about these things in a certain way. And and uh, she's spicy about it. It's just kind of more fun for her. Mm-hmm. But so. a good call out. Definitely uh, something that we, you know, I guess maybe neglected to talk about. Um, but yeah. What a pair of Marys. <laughs> All right, moving on to... Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh, the Bob Vance drops. I'll kill you. If if uh, we get sports games again, is the drop for when you and I have an episode without Sean, a pair of Marys could be a different one, where it's yeah. either you and you and Sean or me and, uh, or me and Sean, yeah. Well, settle down, Scott. All right, moving on. Uh... Moving on to a voicemail from Jonas. Hey, it's Jonas from Arizona again. It's been a while. But I just thought of something really quick. I wanted to call in before I forgot. Um, I wanted you to uh, possibly rank the seasons from best to worst. I would love to hear you guys' opinions on things. Uh, I love the podcast. Keep it up. Bye. Thank you, Jonas. Okay, rank the seasons. So, it's a great one. We we've we've certainly done this before, but I think it's been a year or two, and sometimes these rankings change. So let's talk this out, Edwin. Let's do this live. What's how how are you feeling? Bet let's go. Do you want to go worst to best? Yeah. Flip it around. Well, well, let's let's establish this. We're talking about best and not favorite, right? That's an important distinction to make. Yes. Let's. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not favorite. We're going best. Okay, so what is the best season? We're gonna let's, start, well, let's go sure worst. We'll get... Let's start with the worst, and then we'll we'll improve. So I think we can agree nine. Nine, I think, is at the bottom. Yeah, nine at the bottom, and I mean, I'm gonna put eight. Would you? I'll, I'll put eight right on its heels. Just kind of, I couldn't put any other season in that place. I would put eight. Yeah, agreed. I I wonder. I mean, that people might be upset with me for thinking this, but season one is so short. Does that sure. hurt it in terms of being one of the best seasons? The only th- like that was my thought is the only season you could potentially put below eight would be one, but I don't think but it's that. a technicality. It's not because the episodes are weaker; it's because you only have six. It's and and, and it was a brand new. It was you know, or not brand new, but it hadn't really found itself yet. It even was though a whole, it was a new NBC show based off a different show. So that you know, said, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else would come. Yeah. Do you go nine eight? Again, we're going from worst to best uh, right now. So nine or uh, least strong to strongest, maybe. Yeah, nine, eight. I th- do you put one? I can you could you say one is better than like six? No. So that's that's the other. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's either six or seven. Maybe people might. Complain. Yeah, I, I'm going to say one after. Okay, just, I'm with again, you. Just, I'm with you. Just of how it's uh, it's a technicality. It's, it's a, a technicality. little darker. It's short. Yeah, it's you know, mm-hmm. you it's like an injury. To. It's like an injury shortened season. Right. Yeah. So now we're into the hard part. Uh, now we're into seasons two through seven, mm-hmm. um, the golden era of this show. So nine, eight, one. What is the next strongest or weakest? However you want to look at it. I'm gonna. My vote is for six. That was what I was gonna say too. Six. Um, uh, and the only reasons for that is like, co-manager arc gets a little funky. Um, Saber, Saber. It's just Michael a and Donna. Weirder. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's not that. I mean, like this is why I think strongest to least strong is the better thing because it's not that this is not a good season. Correct. I love season six, but um, actually, you know, it's funny. I was trying to find Hide is credited in the meeting for season hmm. six, and I went back to the 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 DVD collection to try to figure out where he was. I will yeah. t- so I was watching a bunch of deleted scenes. I will tell you the super fan episodes for season six are going to be really good. I yeah. cannot wait. Yeah. I can't wait for those. No, oh, I'm so yeah. excited. Um, um, I think the next one might be seven. It's you're gonna, one, you want to go seven next? It might be what I mean. Like I think it, the other seasons just might be stronger than it. 
What know. Do you think? It's so crazy because seven's great. But again, love, that, we're to the yeah. point where now all these are great. This so. is why we had to distinguish between seven. between favorite okay. and best or strongest because I think okay. seven is one of my favorites. Same. Yeah. Okay. So two through five. Boy, we're in a real nut crunching time here. So nine, eight, one, then six, then seven. Next best. Do we go four for since it's abbreviated? I mean, we can give it a technicality. Four is so good. Four is really good with all the extended ones. I and, and but they're also kind of disjointed because it, they're hour longs. They were playing with the format. Maybe we can give it as an excuse. Maybe. I think that's the only thing to knock it down is I'm, there's just less. There's less of it than other seasons. I'm surprised you suggested this because it has money. I love. I yeah, love season four, others, but yeah. I love all of these seasons now. Mm-hmm. All right, but two, also, two, oh, we yeah. just talked about how great things are when they're shorter and and briefer. So maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a plus. We're full of uh, contradictions. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we're put yeah, on the yeah, spot yeah. here. So yeah, I know, I know. Okay, two, three, and five. Do you think one of those is the strongest? Can you confidently say one is the strongest? Five is really strong because it has five, stress relief, five or three. Lecture circuit, three is, it has yeah. Three is really strong, and t- I love two so much. It's the heart and soul of the show. It um, is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, so we got nine, eight, one, six, seven, four. Mm-hmm. I would put these next three in order from least strongest to strongest. Mm-hmm. Three, two, five with five being at the number one spot. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Five. Th- Season five is perfect. Three, two, five is the way you gave it. Yeah. Wow. It's just hard for me to put season two any lower than third for sure. But I could put season two third. I could only for the reason that, you know, there's no, there's no Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, not a huge deal, but early Andy is so great. Um, I, yeah. But season two's just pure, <laughs> yeah, uncut, perfect office every episode. But How, there's also you could say there's some of the characters haven't truly found their real footing yet mm-hmm. in two, which is why three is so great. I think I think my number one is probably three because I think the ending, mm. the beginning and ending is so in okay. sync. Like if you, ended, I, I love season. If three. you ended the show at season three, that would be I think a satisfactory ending. In fact, you could just make season three the if if you to take one season, you could tell most of the office story just in season three. Yeah, like if because it starts with Jim being like, "I was rejected by Pam," and it helps that. Uh, ah, you're right. It helps that. Um, we we recently covered the job, so it's it's yeah. pretty fresh in our minds. But I think yeah, if this sh- it, like I guess hypothetically, and this is going off topic, but if the show just ended at season three, let's say it got canceled and wasn't popular, and uh, for whatever or just ended for whatever reason, um, the ending would be Jim and Pam, It'd and be then perfect. and then Ryan going to corporate and mm-hmm. Michael staying put. Yeah. In fact, this is exactly how the entire BBC office ends. On a very similar thing. Oh yeah. Except the roles are reversed, which is Dawn. Dawn comes back to the office uh, as she's leaving, basically leaving her life with um, Lee. I was like, "What's it? Yeah, What's Lee, the name Lee. of the Roy? It's yeah. Lee." Uh, and you kind of are like, "Wow, that's it. All hope is lost." And then at the very end, Dawn walks back into the office and grabs Tim's hand, and it's like the most cathartic thing ever. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how they end it. So yeah, okay, so. That so you want to go two, two five. five, three? That's fine. So 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 yeah. so here's our order. Now we're going from best to worst, best mm-hmm. to worst, which is what you originally asked here, Jacob, uh, or sorry, Jonas. Uh, three, five, two, four, seven, six, one, eight, nine. Is that what you had? Going from best to worst. Three, I mean, we we talked it out together, so I mean, I'm with yeah. you. Great. I, I mean, I'm we really interested to hear what Sean says because I'm sure he'll have season one a lot higher. Um, we'll, uh, we'll run that past him next episode. But yeah. this is our 2022 rankings <laughs> right now. See what mm-hmm. changes. Uh, eventually, we'll have to rank the super fan cuts. That'll be a whole different thing. Thank mm. you very oh, much, yeah. Jonas. Uh, moving on to Glory. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Glory, and I'm uh, in 
uh, Long Beach, California, smoking some doobies with my brothers. Um, and I just wanted to say that um, I've been listening to you guys for a while, and you know, every time I watch The Office now, I think of your podcast. I listen to you guys every day as I walk to and from work. I listen to half episode on the way there, and another half on the way back. And I, I love you guys. Every time I listen to you guys, I really feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends watching um the office and i look forward to your episodes every single day of the week and i just wanted to say that you guys are fantastic keep doing what you're doing um yeah i just i i love you guys uh that's what i wanted to say all right bye that's so nice man that was just so nice thank you glory i i put that one in it was just very nice and we had um you know, we we try not to ever read reviews just because it's some like you, we we only focus on bad ones. Yeah, well, you um, it's just sort of how it goes. You can't your brain can't help but do that despite all the good ones. And so, you know, when we look at recently with all the stuff we found in our lives, or we've had to put out episodes late, I feel like we've had some reviews of, of just being like, yeah, what what happened? Um, so I wanted to put that in for a Tell little bit. Tell you what, with, life happened. Yeah, to quote D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Anyway, it's nice to hear these voicemails to put some wind beneath our wings when we're feeling like, oh, man, bad reviews. Also, uh, if people out there would like to leave us a good review and you haven't, please do. It really helps our show out in every way um, for people finding it. So, mm-hmm. I think, too, um, I think we're going to try to be better at that, about just being really consistent with releasing and stuff. I mean, I mean we've had a weird last few months mm-hmm. uh, with all of our different schedules, and it's going to continue to get weirder. But, That's true. Um, Very true. We're going to try and get get back on the uh a little more hitting that thursday release early regular and um yeah beefing out our patreon a bit Mm -hmm. so anyway beef it up beef it up dude anyway yeah thank you so much for that (laughs) thanks again for glory i I, I really appreciate it um okay let's go to uh amber turns out it's a pretty easy gig when your boss is an idiot (laughs) in love with someone else Hey guys, this is Amber from Utah, and I just wanted to call in with my two cents for, like, team documentary. Um, I helped out with a project once when I was in high school where we had to take cameras around and film ourselves and how we felt about stuff. Um, This wasn't, like, a student project. This was one of my teachers was working on a thing and, and recruited some of us to help her with it. And at the conclusion of it, we did sit down and do, like, a panel we watched back our footage, and then we talked about it. Um, so it does at least happen sometimes. <laughs> so that is my my vote, my evidence for team documentary. Love this show, as always. You guys are awesome, and thank you so, so much for doing this show. Oh, thank you, Amber. Thank you. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I kind of wish Sean was here now for this one, because uh, as far as filming stuff in high school and in college, that was oh, yeah, Sean's very game. much Sean's forte, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have a video project you did in high school or something like that? Yeah, not not not, not a documentary type project though. Yeah. Yeah. Making a documentary is very, very hard. Uh it's hard to do it really well. I think it would take a really long time to get good at it. And so I going back and looking at high school things and you're just like, Ugh Dude, that's so bad. Um we have a we have a friend of ours where we like we like to gather on Halloween oh. once a year and watch one of his student a films. A movie that he made in college, like a horror movie for class. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, we should stop doing that. I think I think we've pretty much stopped doing it. But uh, anyway, thank you, Amber, for, for calling in with your experience. Speaking yeah, I mean, of, uh, speaking... if you've made a documentary out there, call. tell us how hard this how hard this would be to make The Office. Speaking of documentarians and making things in high school, I am uh, working my way through season two of How To with John Wilson. Um, oh, which is a uh, a high high recommend, I think, from all three of us. Yeah, um, for sure. I think it's safe to say. But the the last one I I just watched it was where he goes back and digs up his old Christmas movie that he made in high school. Oh, <laughs> oh. I I will I will give the if you haven't watched that yet, it's on HBO. I would highly highly recommend it. It is a documentary type show. It is funny and unique, and it is like it is something that is like nothing else on uh, on TV. So, um. I I just went to I just went to New York recently and spent a lot of time walking around New York, and it's crazy. Just like his voice was just in my head the whole time, and you do you just see things, and you're like, wow, look at that, amazing. Um, but yeah, high recommend from us. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, let's move on. This is a short and sweet one here from Chelsea. Hi, guys. Chelsea, Dunder Mifflin, Oklahoma. I just got back from my honeymoon, and first of all, it is great to be back in a country that has podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Oops. Uh, oh, that's right. Her phone got off, so that's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. So nice to be back in a country that has podcasts. Do you smell like a weird warm cheese? <laughs> oh. <laughs> weird. Stop the dang bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, the next one from Drew. It's it's Drew now. <laughs> hey guys, it's Florida Drew from Castleberry, Florida. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Hey, wanted to give you the opportunity, similar to Die Hard, where Aaron challenges Plop to recite the whole movie in chronological order. I wanted to give you the chance, maybe Edwin, you might be the guy for this. What is your most repeatable episode? Meaning what episode Mm. do you feel like you could share the dialogue word by word, the closest to the actual episode? All right. Have fun guys. Thanks. Thanks Drew. Great question. Wow. Yeah. Obviously we're not going to make you do this, but if you had to pick one, that would be challenged now. What would it be? Uh, man, this would be difficult because the the hard thing is like, where do you even? You you yeah, have to think of the first bit of dialogue. It's a ton of it's a ton of dialogue to think back. It's probably the Dundies. I mean, that's an episode mm-hmm. I've talked about. It. No, that's what I was gonna say for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe the pilot. Honestly, the pilot is like so uh, kind of etched into your mind a little bit. Yeah, very um, iconic. Yeah. But the pilot's a good call. That might be. I would have zero chance at this, but if I had to pick, it might be the pilot. I also feel like one that a random one that I think I it would be nepotism. It's funny that these are all season openers, but uh, season sure. seven. Um, I just feel like that's just one that I've. Uh... Oh, I could. I know the first line in nepotism. I told you I didn't want to be on the internet. Yeah, I, I, Still I, behind. You can make up a bunch of time in terms of like how much time you cover by just doing the song. Da, yeah. Da, yeah, yeah. But those are that's those are those are my three. I guess do you have one or does one come to mind for you? I, I would I would say pilot for sure. Yeah, yeah if I had to pick. We can uh, pose it to pilot. Well. Ooh, maybe money just from watching it a lot, even though it's a long one. Mm-hmm. And that's what she said. <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question, though. It's tough, man. Yeah. Be a tough challenge. Anyway, thank you, Drew. Yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, next one here. Uh, I don't know if we got a name. I just know it's from Utah. Two. Two from Utah this time. <laughs> what up, my nerd? <laughs> hey, guys. Landon from Utah. I'm listening to your Charles Meyer. Oh, wait. He Charles did say Meyer. Oh, Landon. Landon. And I think he's... My nerd. Hey, guys. Landon from Utah. Yeah, Landon. I'm listening to your Charles Minor Charles Minor episode. And... I, you guys came up and you quoted Dwight talking to Michael and how he's kind of flipping on him. And he said, this cool new guy, very Will Smith-esque. And I thought, man, Will Smith was one of the huge actors from the 2000s because he had, oh, I can't remember the name of that show. Oh, man, my older <laughs> brother, means fresh prince? Hear me, would just be slapping me right now. <laughs> Um, if Will Smith had to replace somebody on The Office, and he was like a legitimate character, not like one of the ensemble, but a random cameo, if you will, single or double episode appearance, which character would you replace with Will Smith, and why would that work best? So, wow. sorry, it's a long, meandering path to get to that question. But uh, anyways, thanks for what you guys do. It's awesome. Bye. Thank you. That was a, that's a great question. Uh, what a yeah. striking question. Mm-hmm. You like that? Sorry. What? <laughs> Stri- striking. Will Smith. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's, it's hard to bring Will Smith up now without yeah, that's yeah. all I could think about. <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> let's get to the question. Anyway. Um, yeah. Presumably the show is Fresh Prince uh, <laughs> yeah, from like, the 90s. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, I yeah. love Fresh Prince. Um, and shout out to the Fresh Pod. Um, yeah. Uh okay, replacing a, a one character in the office ensemble with Will Smith. Will Smith, <laughs> and it's oh sorry, not in the ensemble, a one or two episode guest appearance character. 
correct? Did I hear that right? He, he said, uh, like, a legitimate character, not just like, he says, a legitimate character, not one of the ensemble or random cameo. So I, I when I hear that, I'm thinking not like, oh, Nate or... Hide. Hide or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first instinct was Danny Cordray, but that might be a little Ooh. too obvious. It might be too small of a character, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, I can see Will Smith just being a character who is... He would I, if you told me that Will Smith was was more charismatic and was outselling Thunder Mifflin by himself, I would believe it. You know, as a small paper, yeah. like he yeah. just kind of has that that screen presence. Um, yeah, I got one, which is Andy. Because <laughs> here's the deal: you could do like 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 he grown up as is in like his Fresh Prince, like uh, in, with a wealthy family, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like Will Smith can he can sing, he would dance, he's very performative. I could mm-hmm. see him being very obviously he's got some anger management issues. <laughs> so yeah. That could work. That's you'd true. have to be younger. You have to be definitely younger, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. That's true. I also feel like uh there, there's something really funny about Andy Bernard singing and then hearing Pam say later during Andy's play. It's actually really nice to hear Andy sing in the right context. Yeah. I imagine <laughs> I that <laughs> I I feel like it would be better to uh it would be harder to like for the characters not to react well to Will Smith performing in the office maybe I don't know yeah um but that's a really good answer I also think D'Angelo mm, yeah uh I think he could he could he could be like hey this is a boys club type deal I think he could play that off pretty well mm-hmm. um yeah just like huge ego uh, t- tall, you know, all those things. Do you think, <laughs> that, you think a younger Will Smith could be Jim? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Viva last the questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, six foot sure. six from the University of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could be Jim. Mm-hmm. Like, like Fresh Prince era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Smith, maybe a little older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then we can have Alfonso Ribeiro play uh, Andy Bernard. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that's a great. Yeah. He kind of is. Casting. He kind of is the original Andy Bernard. He kind of is. You're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, great great question. question. Thank you again. Much appreciated. All right. Let's do one last question here. Uh, this is gonna be from Jacob. What up, India? It's Jacob Dunham <laughs> from Phoenix. Uh, quick shout out, Big Cardine. Quick shout out to producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Quick shout out to Dixon City James. <laughs> do we call um, you guys are doing a great Sardine? job. Love what you do. Keep the content coming. <laughs> uh, it seems like you're releasing on Fridays now instead of Thursdays, oh. but you know it's whatever. Oh. I still keep a lookout for it. Oh. Um, Sorry. If you could explain something to me, I say this joke all the time from the office, but I don't fully get it. You guys say it all the time too. Uh, you have in your previous episodes. The whole Daryl, uh, this was your freshman year. I love saying that to people, but and I laugh at it in the show, but I don't fully get it. It's, I, I know he's poking fun at Andy, but like, what can you dissect that joke for me? I'd love to love to hear your take on it. Um, and I'm sure maybe some of the other fans would. Uh, shout out to Thaddeus, Honeywood, these types. But yeah, thanks for all you guys do. Uh, can't wait for the new episode. Keep them coming. Thanks, Jacob. That was great. Yeah. Big, yeah. Okay. Well, you asked an important question, Alex. During the, do we call? <laughs> so Sean he shouted to... out each of us. Yeah. And he said, you know, shout out to, uh, shout out producer of the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Shout out to Dixon City Jane, mm-hmm. which is you, and then shout out to Big Sardine. Yeah, that's Sean. Yeah. That's which so funny. did we call him that at some point? No, I bet I. I well. Maybe we did, but I truly do not remember. But uh, I, that's amazing. I love. That. I yeah. love it. It's, I could see that instead of big tuna, we mm-hmm. call. Sean. Well, you know what? Or like, you know what? Sardine. I think we said. You know what? I think we said. Actually, I'm thinking about it now. We made a joke that Sean is getting paid by Big Sardine. <laughs> like the sardine conglomerates have him on their payroll. Maybe uh, that guy but, loves a little a little tin of fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Large tuna. Have you seen my cell phone device? <laughs> uh, Ed- Edwin, take this one. Uh, explain this joke for us. Yeah, let me find the uh, the quote here. Make sure I'm getting it from the right episode. So, um, just a moment. So, all right, okay. So the episode is from season seven, and it is costume contest. And 
Daryl, I think, is struggling with the the idea of his idea that Michael didn't take that he has to go over Michael's head to go behind his back to get it to Joe. Yeah. Um, and Daryl says to Andy, sometimes I think it was better down in the warehouse, you know. And Andy says, when I was a freshman in college, I worked at the student newspaper, the Cornell Daily Sun. This was at Cornell. I had to write an op-ed column every day, Bernard's regards. And then Daryl says, this was your freshman year. So <laughs> so his, his freshman year, he has an op-ed column in the newspaper that he has to write every single day. Yes. He says, I started to ask myself, do I have big, big plans here? I didn't want to become editor of that paper, so I got up and walked right out of Walter Bernard Hall. That's actually where I heard eight male voices singing unencumbered by instruments. I was hooked. So it's becoming CEO of this company, your acapella group. Come on, we're going to Daryl's bar, public school. And Daryl says, no, I got some work to do. I do got big plans with this company. So that's the, that's the whole thing with just the, this is your freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you want to explain the joke? More, what In terms I, of like, why is that funny? <laughs> I, I thought I did. Well, it's like just that. Uh... <laughs> but I mean, we brought this up before. So I'll, I'll say my interpretation yeah, is yeah, like, go ahead, go ahead. the reason that Daryl would say like, this was your freshman year is the joke is like that is an insane journalistic responsibility for a undergrad, specifically like wow. an 18 to 19 year old to write a daily op ed column in a paper like the New York Times doesn't have a daily op ed guy like they they, they have, they a, have a daily people. podcast guy. Yeah, they do. I'm Michael Babar. Hmm. And they have. Hmm. Then they've got like, you know, rotating people that do op ed. So the fact that like that they would give the keys to something like that to a freshman uh is daryl's like what are you like that this was, this your, was freshman your freshman year, year. you had yeah, this yeah, yeah. yeah which is crazy part two of this like the other layer of this for me is that as evidenced by him saying i walked right out of walter bernard hall is that it was given to him andy is so privileged and there's so much nepotism going on that he was able to just like walk into cornell and whoever ran the paper was like oh make sure walter bernard's kid Let's give him something to do. Give him a daily column or whatever, because his family donates so much to Cornell, which would also hurt more for Daryl, who's like working hard to get seen and recognized. And then hearing Andy tell his story, been like, I know what you mean. Like, I had the world given to me on a platter and I never had to work to be at the top. <laughs> I haven't had a very hard life. Freshman year, I had this column, which is like, and meanwhile, Daryl can't even get an idea to corporate. So. Mm -hmm. That's to me what that joke means. No, thank you for uh, for explaining in greater detail. I, I I think I alluded to that a little bit, but I didn't nearly give it give as much depth as you did. So appreciate you. Uh, yeah, that I that, yeah. I think that I think that's what that's that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. On that one, uh, all right. Uh, we do have four more voicemails, but we're gonna save them for a little part two. Uh, we'll do we'll do another voicemail episode within the coming weeks. So if you yeah, if you've been on the fence, um, go ahead and call in, and then we also have some others of people that have left that we're gonna include as well again keep it keep it under a minute and a half under 90 seconds um that will really help it get on the show otherwise uh we're no sh there's no sean so we're not doing trivia uh, mm -hmm. in honor of sean who is our <laughs> trivia master mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah thank you for sending in your voicemails i'm excited to listen to more i feel like we're very overdue actually with doing our voicemail episodes it's always fun mm -hmm. uh to go into the mailbag and to hear uh from everybody so Thank you again to everyone who's called in left voicemails. Thank you to everyone that, uh, whose voicemails uh, we listened to today. And uh, really, really looking forward to the next one. So truly appreciate it. And I think that wraps up this week's episode. I As think that does. Yeah. We did it, buddy. We made it. Two-parter. How far I mean, are we? Uh, sorry, two-person. How far are we? Like 5K away from the office? You couldn't have made it a circle? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... You can, if you, we want to hear from you, thank you for listening. We, uh, you can reach out to us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. As always, email is the best way to kind of get in contact mm -hmm. with us, but you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We have a voicemail that you can call. That is 503-694-9314. You can visit mspcstore.com for some merch. And I highly encourage you to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Michael Scott, where in addition to all of the fun extra stuff that we have there, we make a donation to the Thurgood College, uh, Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Um, with a portion of our funds raised. So that's an amazing thing. 
Um, thank you. Uh, special shout out to Ryan Lloyd, who does all our yeah. artwork. A shout out to Alex and myself for recording our theme song. This episode yeah. was recorded over video chat. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Take care. Stay safe. See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the song. Yes, yes, sir. sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.